So, David, you are an investor now. I was an investor before. I have like a retire. I have two retirement accounts. I have a that, state. Don't, no, that doesn't count. I have, I have a state pension, and I have my own four hundred three b retirement account that's that's you know being invested. Someone else is investing that for me. But you know, I I downloaded Robinhood to to just buy, just like in, dabble in like little 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 trading, just because I was interested. Nothing crazy. I'm not like blowing like ten thousand dollars on like you know freaking you know Dogecoin or some sh- you know stuff. Um, but you know, just to try it, you know, it's something worth knowing about, and you know, can make a couple bucks off of it. I'm not I like. Have- Go ahead. Yeah. I've been I I have gotten an Acorns account recently. Is that the one where it invests like uh, rounds up to the nearest dollar and invests for you? Pretty much, yes. Like the like if you have saved to change for your checking account or like for your savings account, it's like the same thing. And yeah. it also if you want, it takes like five dollars every week and puts it into the account. So I'm just putting that in there and that's my vacation fund. Whenever <laughs> it gets to a certain amount, I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to go somewhere. It's going to be great. Now, does that invest into your own, like uh, just a savings account or is it like, is that also getting invested into something? Like, yeah, they you- put it into the market and it doesn't have like a person controlling the stocks. It's all robotic. So once whatever sort of shares that they put your money in gets to a certain value, they either buy it or sell it. Um, I just want to say that it's also, it's pronounced stonks. Stonks, excuse me. Yeah, (laughs) once the stonks get to a certain (laughs) level. (laughs) They'll buy or sell it. Um, Right now I have it in a moderate profile. Since I don't have that much money in it, I might as well just turn into aggressive and see what happens. <laughs> that's that's how my that's how my retirement is right now. Cause like I, I'm 20, I'm 24. You know, they're like, you know, you have lots of time to get, you know, collect retirement and like gain retirement. So like you should set this to aggressive. I'm like, okay, sure. So mm-hmm. set to. Um, at least the my four three B. the state pension is like a price match thing. So like I, you know, I put some of my paycheck towards the retirement account and then the state matches it. In some way, in, in some capacity, nonprofit yeah. education bros get that 403b life. <laughs> yeah, no 401ks for us, boy. 403bs. I I recently signed. This is like, why is this our financial <laughs> episode? Anyway, um, Thanks. I looked at my finance bros. <laughs> I look at my 401k from my last job, and I had zero dollars and zero cents in, in that 401k. I don't even, it's just, baby. It's just sitting there. There's nothing I can do with it. It's literally like I tried to roll the zero dollars into like a, a different account that I had, and they said you can't roll no money into no money. <laughs> so. It's funny. I, I work when I work for Harris Teeter. I also started a four hundred one k account, and I have no idea what happened to that money. Like I just, I was like sixteen years old. I, didn't, I was just like, yeah, sure, four hundred one k. I worked there for like a year. I have no idea where that money is. <laughs> it's just beard. Anyway, stonks. I bought like twenty bucks in AMC stock. Hold the line. Diamond Hold hands. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> 
I bought like five bucks of Dogecoin just to see if I could make some money. You just said you weren't <laughs> investing in Dogecoin. I said I wasn't putting like $10,000 in Dogecoin. I put like five bucks in Dogecoin. So you got like so 500 shares. Yeah, for real. No, I bought I bought a couple shares in AMC, a couple shares in GoPro because it was low. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just buy a couple shares. Oh, those. damn. Dogecoin was up to eight, 8.7 cents. It was, yeah. So I bought it at like six. Yeah. So it's up to eight. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I have no expectation. It is all money that I am okay losing. And I feel like that's the key. Like, yeah, that's like yeah. I feel like some people, some people do this. It's like gambling. Like when people start gambling for like like seriously, because like that's their living, that's why I feel you get like into trouble. Like you're like when you're li- when your livelihood and your comfort level resides on like a dice roll, like that's when it gets dicey. No pun intended. See, here, um, here's uh-huh. where I am. In my Acorns account, I have like a good like three hundred dollars in there now it's like do i want to switch it up yet or should i just keep riding it out and just go somewhere really nice in a year or so i mean ride it out baby just ride it (laughs) just keep on cruising hold the line cruise and then you go somewhere real nice go diamond hands on yeah i got it I'm, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm trying to diversify my assets. I have like a Roth IRA. I have the 403B. I got the Acorns account. I don't know. I met with a financial advisor the other day. So I have money on the mind. I just did my taxes over the weekend and be like a good old adult. My CPA is a financial advisor. He wants me to meet with him. I might do it. Mm. I should okay. be a advisor. That's that's what's not something I should do. But anyway, we, by the way, <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. Uh, my name is Colby. We also have uh, David here. David, say hi. Hello. We have Maverick here. Howdy. And also Aaron. Hi. Um, You're taking away my opportunity to try and say something witty and fall flat on my face in the process. <laughs> okay. Um, it is currently 10.05 on Sunday, and I want to get out of here because I got to work in the morning. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Duke game first. Uh, Carolina wins 91 to 87. Baby. Beat Duke in Cameron. I, listen, hey, I told you all I wasn't going to watch. I didn't watch for the first, like, 12 minutes. Like, for, like, 12 minutes of game time. And then you all were like, all right, David, start watching. And I started watching. Feel like it ended pretty good everybody i feel like i took one for the team watched it back on replay i see what y'all meant <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> it very much <laughs> i did it for the team thank you for your service and sure duke's struggling this year i mean now they're 500 right now but you always take the win if you can get it in cameron i don't care if there's fans or not well yeah and that's the type of win that Gets you Colby's favorite word going forward in the season. Go ahead. I won't stop you. Momentum. There we go. Yeah, I mean, that was a, a really good win. Uh, according to ESPN BPI, that win gave us a 92, I believe, a 92% chance of getting into the NCAA tournament. Uh, and it dropped Duke to an 18% chance of making the tournament. Uh, which isn't very good. I think if we 
when the rest of our home games were in and were in pretty easily. That would be a, a win over Virginia Tech and Florida State and Duke and Miami tomorrow. I think that gets us in. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think like right now we're on pace to win, to have a 67% win percentage, right? That's usually a tournament team. So, yeah. I think so in in a power conference at least. Yeah. Like most seasons, if we won 20 games, we would make the tournament. We wouldn't be a good seed, but we would be a tournament team. Caleb Love played very well, and yeah, I appreciated he, he, everything good. that he gave us. He's good. What what a game to have your big breakout in against Duke. He had 25.7 assists. Uh, I mean, welcome. I think this is the, the Caleb Love we truly have been kind of waiting for and knew that we would be able to get at least at some point. Yeah, we only had 14 bench points, but every one of our starters scored in double figures which was pretty awesome. I would like to point out that I think 11 of those, it's either nine or 11. 11 of those were from Dayron Sharp. Dayron. <laughs> who shot 100% from the field and had nine rebounds. Also, let's talk about, um, oh, wow. I started that sentence and forgot where it was going very I can, quickly. I can oh, talk wait, about I someone. Fi- Never mind. I finished the sentence. Um, oh, we, scored no. ni- we were nine points away from Biscuits. Yeah, yeah, but we also tried as hard as we could to lose the game in the last like two minutes. Oh hush, we were we won the game. We beat. I the- agree, but I'm saying I think that if you're bragging about being close to biscuits, I also think that the caveat that we nearly lost that game. Okay, necessary. but something that I do think we need to talk about is clutch god Leaky Black. He is so good in like the last two minutes. I don't know what it is, but when it gets down to winning time, Leaky has been playing very, very well. I, David was talking about how tenuous his game was uh, uh, late in the first half. And I said in our little Discord, it's going to come down to free throws. And at the end of the game, we hit our free throws. And a big part of that was Leaky Black. If we could get that play from Leakey in the first 36 minutes of every game, we would be a really, really good basketball team. Because I he think started they, out the game with the three-two. That was it's very uncharacteristic. Got that. He did make me very upset. He got that. He gave that M one to Wendell Carter, and, and that upset me. And then he missed. He went one or two on the free throws too to give it. It was only a three-point game, but we ended up getting the stop. And then he uh, made the second set of free throws. Overall. Happy with a win. Yeah, you always take the win against Duke. Yeah, I cannot believe that Matthew Hurt only scored seven and fouled out with, like, what, eight minutes left in the game? Something like that. I mean, Roy talked about it in his post-game press conference that his goal is to get your best player into foul trouble, and that's exactly what he did. He got Matt Matt Hurt into – foul trouble in the first half and he was I mean he hit I like you said he had seven seven points all of those were in the second half um but he was never able to get in any real sorts of rhythm so 
that helped us a whole lot. But in the end, Carolina wins 91 to 87 against the Blue Devils. And we are going into a home game. If I edit this tomorrow, if I remember to edit this tomorrow, we have a home game tonight against Miami at home. I It's a game Carolina should win. We are undefeated at home for whatever reason. We play better at home than we do on the road. Uh, a friend of the show, Brandon, said we need to knock on wood next time. So there we go. We knocked on wood. Um, but this is this is a, a winnable game for the Heels. Do we know if, if, if Likes is coming back? I haven't heard anything about him coming back. Have you? I have not. I mean, if any, if it was anything like the old man, as long as the bigs show up and play like they did against Duke, just dominate the rebounds. I mean, I think we're going to have a decent chance. Yeah, for whatever reason, Miami has been a, a tricky team. Uh, a, a very tricky team for the top half of the ACC this year. That Most of the time, they end up getting the win, but they have tripped up a couple teams here and there. Um, hopefully Carolina wins from the last or learns from the last time they played Miami. Um, but Jim Laranega is a good coach. He has beaten Carolina on big stages before. So I'm not expecting it to be anything less than a fight. Yeah. Uh, we, again, you get in trouble when you start using the S word should, uh, we should win this game. But, you know, there is such a thing as emotional burnout. I believe it. Um, you know, you, you sp- expend so much energy. And listen, like Caleb Love had an amazing game, but we cannot expect that level of play all the time. If he could even just have like a fraction of the level that he played, though, without the turnovers, like just creating offense for other people, driving into the lane, hitting his shots when they're open. Like if he can just do that, we're a different team. We don't need him to score every 25 every night, but if he can just play point guard, like he did last, you know, uh, last night, that'll be good enough. I feel like, and I think RJ will get his shot back eventually. Yeah. I, I think that the second time around, they aren't going to be caught off guard by the energy that Miami brings. So I, I, Again, tentatively, knocking on wood, I'm feeling pretty good about that game. But on Saturday, we are back on the road for the third time in four games, uh, playing Virginia, who is kind of on a tear right now. I think if we beat Virginia, we are 100% a tournament team. Uh, I I just don't see it happening right now. That's without a shadow of a doubt. You know, if we beat, yeah, if we beat Virginia, then you can't make an argument against that. I mean, I don't care what happens the rest of the season. We go out, we bounce out in the first round of this of the uh, tournament. Doesn't matter. Like you, you can't justify keeping us out of the, at that point. Dude, Virginia's scoring seventy-one points a game this year. <laughs> this is not the Virginia that we're used to. Like they they score, they put up points. Which also means that they're probably, I know they're um, right now they're at the slowest tempo in the ACC, but they are not slow like the traditional Virginia team. 
Oh, never mind. I take that back. I just looked at Kim Palm. They are select like the traditional Virginia team, but they are putting up more points than they normally do. So, and also Jay Huff has apparently turned into the best player in the ACC, probably, I think. So that's Excellent. going to be a mashup matchup issue for probably Garrison. Yeah, we'll see. He's doing a decent job. Um, did a good job against Matthew Hurt. Well, who was on Matthew Hurt? Was Garrison on Matthew Hurt? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, and Garrison won that bad matchup. Yes, yeah, he, he won that while, while Garrison was on offense, though. Um, just get Matt, Matt Hurt, he he is a great offensive player, but he cannot defend bigs that are heftier than he is. So, which are most, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He's a little string bean. <laughs> he also looks like a billy goat. He looks like Moe's shrew. He does look like Moe's shrew. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I think the Tar Heels are doing much better. I, I mean, that loss to Clemson sucks. But, you know, if we go uh, – because what, what was the game before Clemson? The game had- or Clemson was Pitt. Pitt. Okay, so you, if uh, if we went two and one on a road trip against Pitt, Clemson, and Duke this year on a three game road trip, and we went two and one in that, and we beat Duke in one of those two games, you feel pretty good about that, you know. So I just think you know I I, I like to think of Clemson as hopefully an anomaly game, and that we're we're still trending in the correct direction. At least I like to hope so. All right. Shall we move on to um, the big game, TM? Should we? Is there <laughs> so much to talk about? I, I mean, I don't have the, the, the sort of hurt that um, I feel like most NFL fans have for Tom Brady. Um, I just don't well, like him as a person. I just really don't like him as a person. I'm sorry. The Bucks D. So I said in, in my pop culture's article this week. Um, I I think that the I said that the Bucks D line was borderline elite. Um, Shaq Barrett and Justin Pierre-Paul just had their way with um Wiles and Mike Rimmers this entire game, the whole game. It was a little sad to watch. Mahomes was scrambling almost every play. Yeah, it it wasn't pretty. <laughs> and he and he, and he still almost he made some, some of those passes. He was still making throws on a dime, halfway down on the ground, sidearmed. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that 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 Buccaneers defensive line, their front seven was for real in the realest way. And at that point, with the situation that Kansas City had at offensive line, where their starting right tackle, left tackle, and right guard were all out of position, and this game right here was the first time that this group all played together, that's what's going to happen against a, a, a front seven like like the Buccaneers have. Um, I said that the, the Bucks had to play like it was 2002 again uh, to, to win this Super Bowl, and I think they did. 
they did about as good a job as you can against the Chiefs to to win this to win this game and their offense was good enough to hit the Chiefs where they were not so good which is in the run game they ran duo so so much uh duo is pretty much inside zone except that the center works back side to the front side and that duo was killing them and they were gashing them for like eight yards at a time up the middle i don't know if the chiefs had i i think a healthy chiefs team makes this into a shootout but it was just matchup problems everywhere to my eyes at least yeah. Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. Nope. 31 to 9. They didn't score a touchdown. That's insane. I would have if you told me that was going to be the score, I would have definitely flipped it. Yeah, I mean, all postseason I was skeptical of the Buccaneers because they had the highest variance according to DVOA, defense adjusted value over average. They had the highest variance meaning they were the most volatile team they are either going to be great or they are going to be terrible and i don't trust teams like that when it gets to the playoffs because they're going to be playing against teams that can take advantage of their weaknesses but to their credit byron leftwich called a great offense and todd bowles called a great defense all playoffs long the entire time they had the exact right play call for the situation except for when um tom brady decided to play um jackpot in the middle of the the package game (laughs) other than that i i feel like both coordinators were very good um calling plays in the situations that they were asked to call plays it doesn't hurt when you have undeniably the greatest of all time at quarterback that did exactly what he needed to do I think that's a good description of what Brady did I mean he was 21 and 29 201 yards it's not like an amazing day at quarterback but he only threw eight incompletions and he was putting the ball exactly where he needed to put it and he I, you can't take away three touchdowns like he 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 played a Tom Brady game he played an older Tom Brady game and they got the dub I can't really take it away from him no they earned it no that defense that defense was for real. And I, I think I said it last pod. I said that Shaq Barrett was was probably the X factor because I think he's a little not underrated. Like he is obvi- like I think everyone knows he's a good player. But I think with the injuries that they with that um Kansas City has had to their offensive line, I thought that he was gonna eat all night. And he did, honestly. And I did not expect Patrick Mahomes to get that uncomfortable back there, but Man, I mean, Pat Mahomes is hurt. Their offensive line is hurt. But at the end of the day, it's still Patrick Mahomes. You still have Tyreek Hill. You still have Travis Kelsey. And a respectable defense up to this point. And it was just it was just a beat down, man. It was, it was a beat, a down. beat down. I mean, it that offensive line going against Shaq Barrett – Jason Pierre-Paul, and an aging but still very good in Dominican Sue. I, 
I, again, hindsight's hindsight's fifty fifty in the words of Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> my favorite quote. <laughs> hindsight's fifty fifty, but we all should have seen this coming with their offensive line situation. It's really bad, and it. I was saying this to some of my friends um, towards the end of this game. Is like this looked like Super Bowl fifty. This looked like the Panthers Broncos Super Bowl where. It didn't matter what Cam could have done. It didn't matter what Patrick Mahomes could have done in this Super Bowl. They're, they didn't have a chance. Not a chance. Historic offense, great quarterback, bad offensive line play. <laughs> really bad. Really bad. And I, I tried to tell y'all Mike Rimmer's in the Super Bowl. I've seen it before. You didn't have to tell me, oh boy. You didn't have to tell me. I knew. I seen it with my eyes. I saw it, bro. I saw it. It's traumatizing. I still have nightmares about that crap to this day. Man. Bro, it's, oh God. I don't know how that dude, I mean, I know that he's a what? He's got like a second or third string left tackle. I mean, he, I he, he was a starting right tackle and like, from what I've seen from Mike Rimmers, he's like a fine right tackle. He is a bad left tackle. I still think that he's like decent run blocking. He's, he does a good job of um, when he realizes he, he has the double team getting to the second level um, and, and getting that second wave of blocking for, for against like linebackers and safeties to spring a run that would be four yards to eight or 12 yards. Um, but pass blocking he is just not good it's not good and and that'll sink you in the playoffs yeah they the 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 bucks did to the chiefs what i thought that the bills were going to do to the chiefs on quite frankly i thought the bills defense was going to have a a better not a, a better day against uh or the front seven was at least going to have a better day against uh Kansas City but Tampa Bay, they did it. They did it. So, so the Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. Um, on my television is the trophy ceremony right now. Um, we don't know the Super Bowl MVP. Let's say that we'll, we'll talk about this right now since we don't know who it's going to be. Um, Aaron, who who is your prediction for MVP? Tom Brady. Math. I'll do it, Gronk. It's David. It's going to be Tom Brady. It should be Gronk, I, or or somebody on their defense. But I, I honestly give it to Todd Bowles. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's. I think it should be Gronk or Shaq Barrett. I I have a feeling it's going to be Gronk. Um, it might be. Um, it might be Brady. I think it's going to be Gronk though. Um. But I'm really happy for Bruce Arians. I like him as a coach. Uh, I, I think he's done a really good job. He has hired three black coordinators for his offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, Byron Leftwich is not going to get the uh, the praise that he should for turning last year's offense into this year's offense with a 43-year-old Tom Brady. Um it's seriously impressive what he's done here. And 
in a year or two, he should be getting head coach calls because I do think that what he did with this offense is that good, but I don't know. We'll see. Yep, it's Tom. It's Tom Brady. Okay, cool. Oh, Super Bowl MVP. I see it now. Did well, y'all see that TJ Logan is a Super Bowl champ? I did not realize that he was on the Bucks. I also did not know he was on the Bucks. Good for him. That's my homeboy. He went to Greensboro. Or he's from Greensboro. Went to Northern. All right. Anything else from the Super Bowl? I think that's all the takes that I had. Um, I have a take. The Blair Witch Project should have stayed in 1999. I'm commenting on the camera work in the t- in the like ah. halftime when he was like running through the inside of the structure. <laughs> I okay, I okay. I thought that the Super Bowl halftime. I thought the performance was good. I thought the mixing was bad, and I feel like there are a lot of the weekend haters on Twitter. <laughs> The Blair Witch Project should have stayed in 1999. I think there is one Survivor thing we want to talk about. And I don't know if I've watched enough Survivor to have any distinct opinions on this. But Mav, you had a question for the group that Aaron and the rest of us decided would be better for the podcast. So I'll let you take it. Do you remember what it was? I kind of just sprung this on you. (laughs) Yeah, it was just... uh, if. If we had to give each other survivor comparisons, like who you think models a game that we would each play as, or at least has like similar kind of personality. Aaron, you have watched the most survivor. So I am kind of kicking this to you. Yeah, it's for me, it's hard to compare other people because I don't know what kind of game y'all think you would each play. For myself, I think that there are separate comparisons for how I play in orgs versus how I'd play in real life. Um, In orgs, I think that I am very similar. Um, A good way of putting it is like either Malcolm with a better physical game or Spencer, but um, replace his strategic ability with social ability. Mav, I don't know what you think about that. I mean, Steven was going to be probably my pick for you. Yeah, um, I think that I would in, say real, in, in real life, life and more physical similar. Steven. Yeah, um, I like think a, that's a good comparison. What season in, is Steven? Steven? Token Chains. Token Chains and Second Chances. Um, that's 17 and 30. No, uh, 18, 18, 18. 18 and 31. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in orgs. I think that I'm similar to like a more social version of Spencer um, to where I'm really good physically. um, And whereas Spencer is really good, pretty good strategically and mass socially, I'm pretty solid socially and mass strategically in real life. I agree. I'd probably be similar to Fishback to where I'm a decent social player, an average physical player and a solid strategic player. Spencer from Brains vs. Beauty versus Yes, yes. I'm in the middle of that season now, so. I love Spencer. He's one I of think, my favorites. I think the next episode is going to be the merge. That's where I am. Okay. Yeah, that, that Luzon tribe, they're, <laughs> they're just taking a beating. <laughs> oh, man. I was... <laughs> <laughs> that, they I were... 
I knew the they, were there. they wanted to crap on the smart people for getting outworked in the quote unquote smart challenges. I mean, I feel like Brandon screwed that tribe very, very early because I agree that he should have been the the first one kicked out after he was doing the most um, early that season. Or when when he said that, like, um, we can't have side conversations. We're going to have oh, you mean Garrett? Forum. Garrett? You got to get Garrett. That's what I meant. Garrett, when he was like, you, we have to sit here. We have to have an open forum. We aren't going to have any side conversations. That's when um, he he had to go. He has to go there. Yeah, I would say not kind of a game. Yeah, I would say my my probably my comparison for Colby is in Kagayan. So I hope Colby would appreciate. It. I would say Colby is a lot like Tosh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> at, at least for for her game so far, yeah. Because I would say you you would be like, hey, can we please do something? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to let him sit there and say we aren't going to have any – we're going to sit here and we're, we're not going to have any conversations. I'm going to be like, no, I'm leaving, and if anyone wants to have a conversation with me, we're about to have a conversation, and it's probably going to be about Garrett. But I'm not going to sit here and not talk while we're going to have the tribal council later. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. <laughs> Matt, did you like in um... – in Cambodia after the one immunity challenge when Varner tries whispering and Tasha puts up her hands to block yeah. him. We got a rat. <laughs> we got a rat. <laughs> that moment's so funny. Oh, man. And then, it's such like, a good season. Filling out, I guess, my list, I would say my comparison for David is I, I don't, I was, I think at least for the proclivity to definitely snap on some people is Sari. Oh, yeah. I could I see that. that. Because I, I feel like David would also put him in a situation where, like, definitely he would he would not be afraid to share his mind. But I think David would have a social game that would put him in that kind of decisive vote kind of situation. Yeah, I think I David would be way better physically. Oh, of course, no, yeah, I, I would also say a stronger Sari. Yeah, who do you think you would be, Maverick? I kind of I identified a lot with Rafe in season mm, eleven, Guatemala. Choice. Yeah, um, I probably again a more stronger physically maybe less socially than Rafe. Um, but I also think I would have like the naivety of Andrew Savage. Uh, I feel so bad for Savage because I think it's not necessarily na- being naive. It's just that he gets really unlucky every time. Yeah. Um, Cause he's not bad at the game. No. So I would say that I would say that's kind of like my hybrid. Whereas I would think you're a hybrid. Me personally, I would say you're Steven and Yule. Yeah. I can see that. That's a compliment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I also think it's funny that you and I disagree on basically every single survivor opinion that one of us brings up. <laughs> like I said, I, I appreciate the game of Russell Hands. I don't like I don't think he he's not unlike my favorites list, and he's I don't think he is the greatest survivor of all time because of, of various reasons. Um, but I, I appreciate his contributions to the game. Mm-hmm. Also, that you hate Aris and Tyson, oh, and they are they are both in at least my top twenty. 
Yeah, Tyson, no. is, Tyson is Tyson is something. Like I feel like Tyson, like that's the type of personality I would have on the island, but less of a dick. Like yeah, like I said, I did not like, appreciate what he yeah, did. Like I to Sierra. Yeah, I, where yeah. she was, he was like it, that whole thing where he's like, I wasn't going behind your back. He's like, I know you weren't. You're not smart enough to do that. Like, that's one of my favorite confessions. You're not wrong. You didn't have to say it. Is when he's like. Her boyfriend's probably not that hot. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's like the type of personality I have an attitude that I would have on the island ride. I'm just like a carefree, like, I don't really give a shit type of guy, but not a dick about it like he is. Yeah. I, the hate's just strong for ours just because he screwed Terry, who probably is, who is my top, one of my top five favorite players, and Sari, who I thought should have been the final tribal council of Exile Island. Mm-hmm. Should have been in the final travel council of multiple seasons. Oh. I'm almost done with 15. Uh, oh, um, so did you get to James? <laughs> Poor James. I, I told this to Lauren because we were watching it together. We were watching it and we had like no spoilers. And we were like, I swear to God, if he doesn't use one of these immunity idols, I'm going to have a conniption. There's no way that he doesn't just play it safe and use at least one of them tonight. Like he has to have caught a whiff, but James is too, he's too nice. He was too nice. He wanted to hold it together. Don't bite the apple. Don't bite the apple. <laughs> he tried. And yeah, um, trust me, he gets outdone the following season. Oh, I, I watched 16. I know. Yeah, That's, Eric's, Eric, Eric's right? is by far the worst decision, I think, Eric. in Survivor's history. That's Although... I, I heard about Eric's blunder before I even watched 16. So I, the fact that I didn't hear about James's tells me that Eric's was way worse. Well, also but, James was there to say, I'm no longer the stupidest survivor. He was on the jury when that right, happened. He and he's like, I'm no longer the stupidest survivor. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, and then at, after heroes and heroes and villains, they had the, and they voted on the worst and they said it was, JT giving Russell that letter, which isn't even that dumb, or the idol. in my opinion. I, I, know. I don't, you think don't it, know. They they they'd never seen Russell play, so they didn't know what he was. That doesn't hold a candle to Eric's absolute DA move. Well, what about Tyson voting himself out in his villains? <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, they're like, and then Rob he, he was like, he was really nice. He, he helped coach. I mean, he he, he yeah. kind of was an emotional kind of anchor for coach when he had his breakdown and whatnot like no uh, and then rob has to sit there and eat hot dogs after his side got destroyed at that tribal council yeah so no like i said i like i i, I like tyson more than i like ours ours is at probably the dead bottom of my favorite people i have a i do I, for some reason i like abby maria oh god i hate abby <laughs> She's not favorite, but I, I like her. I like the fireiness. If I were in the game, I would annoying, keep her around for as long as possible. Yeah, because maybe you know, if I maybe win. if I was there and I actually was dealing with someone like that, it might be a different story. But as a viewer, I really like her. I still cannot believe because I, I finally seeing Amanda on season fifteen. <laughs> seeing what she did on Heroes vs. Villains is even more hilarious when she tried to. De- freaking jack the hidden immunity idol clue from uh someone during a reward um, <laughs> from danielle 
Danielle being Lorenzo. Hilarious, bro. Hilarious. I'm just trying to watch Treasure Island. I know. It's one of my favorite moments. And Colby Donaldson was just like, yeah, she found it. It's hers. He's just trying to watch Treasure Island. Colby, tell her to give it to me. Colby. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Uh, It's such a good show. It's like borderline trashy, but also like kind of scratches that strategic itch. It's like not as trashy as The Bachelor, but like, you know, it's it's easy enough for me to digest that it's like, yeah, I can enjoy this. I don't know if you watch it, I, but I think the blood versus water gimmick actually turned out to be a pretty interesting, especially strategy-wise. Yeah, um, blood versus water is the only incarnation of Redemption Island that I like because it gives some complexity to it. Also, I, I like blood versus water a lot. Shout out to Jervis's niece who absolutely suffered the biggest L of the season. Fuck you, Brad Culpepper. (laughs) (laughs) No. I I mean, I'm happy for Jace. He made it all the way to the end after going to the... I mean, what he he was one of the first jury members, I think, in in season one. Yeah. And and he makes final tribal in that one. And Marissa went to Carolina. We, Aaron and I were talking about that. There were so many Tar Heels, not to mention just North Carolina residents that have played Survivor. Yeah, there's another one that I forgot about. Um, wait, let me, I think it was in, oh, it was Kelly Bruno in Nicaragua. Uh, was, I think yeah. she went to Duke, um, but she lived Dream. in Durham. Yeah, Dreams, Dreams is from Wilmington. Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 she went to Carolina. Never mind. Kelly Bruno went to Carolina. I have a whole list that I sent to Maverick. Crystal Cox, Chase Rice. Yeah, Crystal Cox, Chase Rice. Um, uh, Varner went to Carolina, but we do not claim him. Yeah. Um, I watched the clip today, Aaron. Yeah, it's really, really bad. All right, like, y'all. That was probably the maddest I've seen Probst other than Austin. Yeah. 